Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. Tonight on Life is Like a Game Show, we are celebrating the life of Jay Wolpert and Bob Saget. This tune you're hearing, gentlemen, and for those of you listening at home, was the theme to a failed Jay Wolpert pilot. What is it? The answer in just a few moments here. On Life is Like a Game Show, I am your host, Brian Espinosa, and joined with me, as always, is none other than Mr. Eric Watkins and Mr. Jonathan Nielsen. How are you guys going tonight? If this is the one that I think that it is, I may have just watched it within the past few days. I'm stumped. I'm so actually play, legit play that, play that, play that funky earth, wind, and fire a little bit more, would you? Gladly. They ain't gonna help. Well, maybe when it gets to the actual bridge and chorus, it might a little bit. The failed pilot. I don't know many failed pilots. I like I said, if it's the one that I've watched, I mean, and it sounds I could like do it some is. Quick research. Oh, no, no need. No need. We're going to come back to this later on in the show, though. We're not going right into this right away. Um, But for those of you who have uh, not been living under a rock, uh, unfortunately... Did we Barndale post a video about that show very recently? I'm not saying nothing. Okay. Yes, I knew it. 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 Okay. I ain't saying nothing. Well, what do I tell the duck that way he hits you? Tell him to go suck a lemon. There's your Simpsons reference for the day, folks. So, So, yeah. For those of you who have uh, not been living under a rock. This uh, year sucks. Yes. As you know, uh, we did unfortunately lose Jay Wolford very close to the beginning of the year. Uh, And very recently, uh, in the past week, we lost Bob Saget. And it's just weird because the night before he died, he was up in your neck of the woods doing a show, Eric. And and he passed away at the Ritz-Carlton in Orlando. Which is about a 30-minute drive from us. And there's that. a little bit of a news update on actually both Betty White and Bob Saget. Some preliminary information, especially with Saget. Uh, with Betty White, the cause of death, as they have released, it was due to a stroke she had suffered days earlier. And with Bob Saget preliminarily, especially because of how he was discovered, again, 
not been widely confirmed. This is only preliminary and speculative. Could have been complications from, as urinary, a urinating tree would put it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, urinating tree. That man does some good NFL coverage. I hope you're wrong, but interesting. Yeah, again, preliminary, speculative, very early reports. We're not going to get the results from the autopsy for several weeks. Speaking yeah, so we'll keep everybody say, updated. Um, I did read a, a thing from the Orange County Sheriff's Office that an autopsy was completed and the results were inconclusive to the point where they have sent things away for further testing. It's starting to sound like a game with a hustler. No. Uh, also, uh, unfortunately, once again, due to personal matters, Harry Broadhurst will not be seen tonight. I had to work in with that gimmick. You infringed upon my infringement. How dare you? You got to remember, folks, W2M Network exclusives. One of the main ones, gimmick infringement. And you, and you just infringed <laughs> on another one I had lined up. Oh. Anyway, um, so, so you want to you want to let's go ahead and uh, tell the folks where we're at tonight, Eric. Uh, right now, thanks to a certain Mark Radulich, we are not live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash W2M net. We are not live on YouTube at youtube.com slash W2M network. However, we are joining him also live on Facebook. Facebook.com slash W2M Network. We are also live on Twitter. Twitter.com slash W2M Lilags. L-I-L-A-G-S. And Twitter.com slash Squid Sportshead. Because the network Twitter still hates StreamYard. Why? We don't know. Has he been live for very long? Uh, everything was set up and he created the studio about a half hour before we went on air. Bradelich is always broadcasting. That's just the rule around here. I, I was going to say, because I, I, that thing that we were working on yesterday, uh, that there was some tweets about, mm -hmm. um, has not gone off yet. So that's why I was like curious. Well, if anything, he's probably still in the setup and in going phase. So, all right. So, Jay Wolpert and Bob Saget. Let's go chronologically on this, if we may. Let's start with Jay Wolpert. Probably the lesser known name of the two to those out there. Yeah, he's not live. We could have totally sniped Twitch from him. Eh. Eh. He's less Toby. Damn it. But Jay Wolpert was really known for behind-the-scenes work. On the production side, did a little bit of screenwriting and acting, but when it comes to game shows, producer extraordinaire. Also, something that a lot of people don't really realize or credit him that much for, but... 
Concept extraordinaire. Yes. The man knew how to make a far-fetched, bizarro game show. One of the most extreme in that case, debuting in 1979, giving famed announcer Rod Roddy his start. Cueing uh, it all. Mr. Watkins, if you'll give me an intro, and then we'll explain how the bonus game worked, because it was awesome. Cueing that up as we speak. Off to the videotape. Okay, Eric, I just posted the mystery thing for you to queue up. Okay. Does this go into the back of the queue? No, this is next. All right, then. Since Nielsen's jumping the gun. <laughs> Better than jumping a shark. So. No comment. Just, just enjoy the feed. There he is, Tom Kennedy on buzzer, 41 years after the show debut. Thank you, Wink Martindale, for them bringing it back. So we got a returning champ here. Previous episode, played the main game, didn't get a chance to the bonus game. Yeah, we're going to introduce the bonus game first. All right, so, uh, so I keep running it through? Oh, no, I got 10 bloopers for the two of you. Oh, God. This gimmick, this this gimmick. Wait, I missed it. I just got blasted by Rattlet going live in my ear. All right. So. Can you please repeat the gimmick? We're, we're playing the play bonus live on air again. Oh, God damn it. I got a series of 10 game show and this network related bloopers. This is not going to end well, Eric. You know that, You right? get 10 right in the 60 seconds, uh, but we also get an extra second for every $100 you play in the front game. Since we got $0 out of the front game, we'll just start with the base 60 seconds, though I'm not going to time this shit. Eric, you, you, I'll give $100 if this is not going to end well. I'll take it. All right. <laughs> hashtag, bet, hashtag bet on Bovada. Twenty-one means twenty-one. God damn it! Please don't play local gambling laws. So, uh, which one of you wants to play this? Eric, you trying to pass? <laughs> yes, I'm gonna pass. Too bad you're getting it. Oh no! I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take, take it. it. I'm gonna make actually, him look bad. You know I'm what? Look actually, bad. we'll split the difference. I'll alternate. Who wants the first one? I'll make them look bad. Let's go. Bring it on. All right. Mr. Now, Super Uber Viewer ain't of got course, shit. In bonus round format, the blooper is the end part of the clue. I can't really do underline when I'm I know how clue. this works. We hosted this damn show. The 1970s version of Double Dare was hosted by Alex Krunek. Alex Rebeck. Eric, what's my line debuted in the 1950s? 50s. 
The host will not be seen tonight is Harry Bratwurst. Brian? Brian. Oh, sorry, that's me, Broadhurst. Eric Bonus Town, the $25,000 pyramid is called the Mystery 11. Seven. Price is Right was for 35 years, hosted by Bob Meower. Barker. One of the two announced in the lifetime version of Supermarket Sweep was Randy Pest. Randy West. <laughs> Al Dubois, your bumper stumpers gal. Can you repeat that? Al Dubois is your bumper stumpers gal. Guy? <laughs> what would show up on that TV screen, Eric? Oh. You asked me the bumper stumpers and the, not the, the bumper stumpers. Shows the order. Big Al, your bumper stumpers pal. Pow. Gimmick infringement is a W2M network inclusive. Exclusive. Many of the podcasts on this network end in the phrase to the whatever. To the max. Radulich and Broadcasting will live this year feature the movie Quiz No. Quiz Show. Ding, 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 ding. $25,000 for nobody. See, you see, you go ahead and you want to make me look bad, huh? Yeah, yeah, how yeah. All right, dare now, you. Show them how Tom Kennedy did it back in 79. Gladly. Mutter bumper stumpers guy I oughta. How are you, dude? This man so far playing this game has earned four thousand one hundred and sixty dollars. He is about to attempt his fifth and final gauntlet of villains for twenty-five dollars. His wife Joy is dutifully with him again today. She's been with you for a long time now. You know, John, if you're gonna ask him to roll the clip, shut up while the clip is rolling. Praise. And they've been very supportive of you. And we're all here to watch you earn, go all the way through on this final gauntlet for $25,000. That's the plan. Okay. Those are orders, as a matter of fact. So now, I'd like to introduce you to 10 of the most shameful skin flints who ever attempted to stand between a man and his money. And here they are. Let's see what they have to say today. Well, we'll let them have their say while. Those 10 villains, by the way, before I forget to name them, you got Alphonse the Gangster right here, then Bruno the Headsman, Mr. Van Luce the Landlord, Nero the Fiddler, Count Nibbleneck the Vampire, Frank and his little friend Stein, Kid Rotten, the gunslinger. Jeremy Swash, the pirate. Dr. Deranged, the bad scientist. And Lucretia, the witch. Thank hmm. you, non-academic credible source. Let's see what Alphonse the gangster has to say today to this contestant. Well, they can. It's now or never. Well, that's true enough. Just think, within the next two minutes, you're going to be $25,000 richer. That's the way you got to oh, think. All right, now let's figure out how much time you have. 60 seconds plus one second for each $100 you earned in the last game. So between charging and blocking, hey, you won $820, which means you have eight seconds. Added to the basic 60 for a total of 68 seconds right. to beat those villains. And you can do it. Get on your mark. 68 seconds on the clock. 
The clock, the gauntlet, and the clock will begin with the first bell. The person who carries around another person's golf clubs is called a lackey. Caddy. After the reception, the bride and groom leave on their Looney Tunes. Honeymoon. When jumping from planes, paratroopers traditionally yell, Wayne! Geronimo! The first day of spring is called the Vernal Lisi. Equinox. Perhaps one of India's greatest monuments is the Taj Bakal. The major livestock raised in Australia is kangaroos. Uh, cattle. The letters IQ stand for Intelligence Quiz. Portion. Shirley Booth starred in William Minge's play Come Back, Little Richard. Sheba. In the circus, Jumbo is often the name for a large Pepsi. Elephant. The two letters excluded from the telephone dial are Z and O. X. Q. And Lily Tomlin's Edith Ann ends up her gossip by saying, and that's the pits. That's the truth. The blue Daniel Boss was written by Johan Woodward. Strauss. <laughs> And that is how you win $25,000 in 1979. And that's how you end your time on a show in 1979. Going out with the win. Now, if you'll excuse me, I will be right back after these messages. So while he's gone, let me explain how the main game went. You had a board full of boopers. 28 of them. Five rows of five. And then three at the top on level six. So levels were one to six, bottom to top. The main grid, you had easy to hard difficulty, 10 to $50 on each. The top three, 200 350 and $500. Got a charger, just trying to get those bloopers corrected. And a blocker who got to place six blocks on that board. No more than three on one of the bottom five levels. Each of them had a cap of three. And you only place one out of the three on top level six. If you hit a block, goodbye five seconds. You had 60 seconds to get through the board to win as a charger. You fail to reach the top, blocker wins. There's also this thing called a long shot and uh Getting Eric back sometime pretty soon, I think, is going to be a long shot. Possible. Each board had a theme. So you might have one that's themed to space. Might have one that's themed to the 60s. And if it was a tie after two, they play a tiebreaker third round. Game takes longer to explain than to play. Typical of a wall production. Nah, maybe not necessarily. Actually, yeah. 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 So. Yeah, it is a show that the uh, reproduction team has actually done to much success. After we spent, you know, half of our time in the panel room explaining the rules. <laughs> Once that gets flowing, man, it is the highest intensity show we got. Again, not wrong. But there was one thing I did not explain that I figured Eric might be the better person to explain. I'm going to take a long shot and ask him to explain the long shot. All right. So, if... Long shot! Basically, yes. If if your time is running out, if you feel like you're going to be in a little bit of a situation, that's exactly what you would call 
game stops right there. Unless you're on level six already, in which case you can't call for it. Well, obviously, because as I was about to do, you go automatically jump up to level six, but the blocker gets to place a block up there. You don't know whether they have or not previously in setting up their initial blocks. So you could be facing one, you could be facing two. You go ahead, you pick one of those little top level questions, 200, 350, or 500. If there is no block there, you get a chance, answer that question, you win the round. But if there is a block, you're done. Yep. And the game gets credited to blocker. Correct. In terms of winnings, blocker gets credit for the value attached to their blocks that were hit. Charger gets the credit for the bloopers they correct. At the end of the round, host Tom Kennedy gives the correct answer to any missed bloopers along the way. Very innovative, especially for back then. Shouting goes to grand the ratings. So about halfway through the run, they brought in the infamous celebrity partner. So you had celebrity you. Yes, Betty White was one of those celebrities at the time. Naturally. Naturally. Played that game like a champ, too. But this show did have had only two contestants, and you had that cluster of ten in the Gauntlet of Villains. The other show we've got to talk about tonight didn't have just a cluster of ten villains. It had a mob. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, before we get to that, however... Do you realize my segue? Look, there was someone who has yet to give the answer to a question that they posed at the beginning of this show. So, as a payoff, Ryan, you mentioned that you've got a question. Yes, I do have a question. Oh, well played. So, I played the theme... I played the Earth, Wind, and Fire at the beginning of the show. And this belongs to a failed Jay Wolpert pilot. Do you know the pilot? I is got, do. Is it got something to do with a banana cream pie? Now that depends. Oh, no. No, no, no. no. I'm going to give that one to him. He can have a monkey for that one. He can have a monkey for that one. He may have the question, but I have the monkey. Yes, pie in the sky. Not the first time. You was not the first time that uh, Rod Roddy and Jay Wolpert were together. First time they were successfully working together on air. Yes. Also, Few was not the first uh, foray, so to speak, into... Actually, hold on. Sorry. Let me back check on that. Words are hard. Words are hard. Look, roll the clip. Roll the clip. Don't be like Kennedy, all right? Somebody's got a words oh, By the way, before here. going on with this, though, 
the intro sequence to Hugh, Hanna-Barbera did that. You know, with the gauntlet of villains and everything else, that did look like a very Hanna-Barbera-style animation. Yeah. It makes sense. Once again, shout-outs to Wink Martindale for keeping all this footage alive and getting it back on air. Let's crack over the ball here. <laughs> John Trump, Allison Pine, and Tim Baker each took a different test made up of 30 questions. What they have in their hands now are 12 of the questions they got right, because those are the only questions they can use to stump their opponents while they make their way to the pie in the sky. Interesting. Yes, Bob Cohen. Bob Cohen. Looks weird with that stash. Oh, yeah. He's like the anti-Trebek with that stash. You know, always talking about getting a piece of the pie. Well, on this show, our contestants are trying to get as many pieces of the pie as possible. Because the more pieces of the pie they have, the better their chances of winning that pie. And the first contestant to win two pies goes on to play for the pie in the sky and a chance at more than $60,000 in cash and prizes. And on this show, there's going to be some banana cream pies involved at some point in the near future. Hi-oh! Now, how do our contestants get pieces of the pie? Simply by betting up to three slices that they can stump one of their opponents with a question that they answered correctly on the test before the show. You'll see how it works as we go along, but let's get going along and meet our defending champion, John. Hi, John. I'm going to say, this is something that could possibly work today. I think it would work today. I would love to see this rebooted. Me too. I'd like to see you rebooted too. John, we found out yesterday that you're an auctioneer, right? Yes, you're lucky I took out the recycling, and I don't have any bottles at the moment. <laughs> okay, so contestant A asks contestant B a question. And they have to hope that contestant B doesn't know the answer. If contestant B gets it, they get the number of slices that. Yep, but it doesn't subtract from. Yeah, you don't go both. It doesn't subtract from contestant A. They just get from contestant B. So if contestant B gets it right, no slices awarded. Uh, no, if contestant B gets it right, contestant B gets the gets slices, but they don't come from contestant A's pie. Ah, okay. If contestant B gets it wrong, then contestant A gets that a number of... The show just keeps handing out more pie. Yeah. The Nobody loses pie back. Wrong. Ah, uh, not entirely. B. If you spin the wheel and you land on a black spot, you lose two pieces of pie, and each of your other opponents get one of those two pieces. And... 
as long as you retain control, which after a failed spin, a non-winning spin, you retain control. But as long as you have control, you cannot attempt to stump the same contestant twice, twice in, a, in row. a row. Yep. Okay, so you don't keep hammering the same target over and over and over again. Yeah, you exactly. have to alternate the questions or spin to reset it. Yes, and when it comes to the spin, if you land on a red space, you win the pie. First to two goes on to the pie in the sky. But if you don't, as we've already explained what happens with the slices, and there can be no more than four non-winning spins in a round. Oh, so, if so four, say if, there's four failed spins. What happens? Well, uh, it's a spinoff. You land Based on a black on space. However many pieces of pie that you control. If you land on a black space, you're eliminated. If you land on a red space, you keep going. They keep spinning like this until one person is left standing. It's like everybody spins simultaneous or something. Yep. All once, boom, 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 boom. Rotating around, okay. Yes. Now, All right. Let's take this pie up in the sky then. Go go to about the 12-minute mark in this uh, video. <laughs> and that'll actually explain the tiebreaker scenario. All right. I'll go to right about there. Not hit a slice, you'll be eliminated. We'll keep spinning until there's only one contestant remaining. Obviously, the more slices you have, the better chance you have of staying alive. Ah, uh, nobody claimed to pie in the main round thus far. Nope. It was a good back and forth round. Oh, hey, it's the California lottery. It all comes down to a big spin. I presume because it doesn't happen in our pilot demonstration, but if for whatever reason it like say they all three of them got a black slice on this first roll-off spin, I imagine nowadays they go they again, out and redo that they go again with the same amount of slices that they had. It's like, watch this damn star wheel. Wait, what? Oh, more man. on that. Yeah. In two weeks. Are you recognizing the music now, John? And let me tell you, I'm going to be honest with you. I saw this earlier. This is the first time I ever saw this was today. But I, I heard that I music like and first, I'm like, damn, that's a catchy theme. I watch it like the first four minutes. And then I scrolled down through the YouTube comments and somebody's like, oh, yeah, this is Earth, Wind and Fire. And I'm, I was like baffled. I'm like, really? I mean, if you think about it, 
that music like perfect for the late 70s. Oh, yeah, no, it went perfect for that game. Yeah, show. but no, but I mean it was great for an 80s game show, but when oh, it was yeah. around in that time hey, frame, it was great. 70s game show themes are great. Consider the fact that Hughes was put together by the great Alan Thick. The great late Alan Thick? Yes. Canadian. <laughs> oh, Canada. There we go. Yeah. We got our CanCon in for the night. Yeah, but, but I just have to say, though, if you look at the premise of this show, you can really see how tough it is to win two pies in one hour or even a half an hour. I speak from experience. <laughs> all right. All right. No That's comment. <laughs> family show. Look, we, we got the one pie out of the way. That's it. Anything else is called low-hanging fruit, okay? And we all know that low-hanging fruit is bad standards and practices. You know, it's oh, exactly. America's funniest home videos, at least nowadays. Somebody say something about America's funniest. Roll clip. Oh, God. Now it got me going out of order. Come on, you knew that this wasn't going to stay in order. I, I, I had a distinct feeling that maybe on tonight of all nights, oh, maybe they'll have something right. You're setting up gimmicks. All of these things. Maybe I'll have a chance. But no. $100,000. Jerk Bob's cat nips funny videos grand bribe. Boy shouts ABC's screen for $100,000 joy. Jacuzzi dog bubbles up with the $100,000 prize. Who will it be this time? Tonight, before your dinner is totally digested, one of these people or their pets will have $100,000 that they didn't arrive with. They all think I have the money, but actually it's in the pockets of my producers right over there. And I thought they liked me for me. <laughs> This is what SAG is known for outside of this little community here. Oh, hey, it's the Jackass prequel. You might be a star tonight, so let that camera roll. You're the red, white, and blue. All the fun and things you do. America, America, this is you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs. It's the first grand prize episode of the season on America's Funniest Home Videos. Joining our Los Angeles audience by satellite to cast their votes will be the fine people of Nashville, Milwaukee, and San Francisco. And now, once again, Bob Saget. All right, all right, all right, all right. My dog licked my... Wait a minute, family show. Oh, bad angle. <laughs> so, um, Eric, I don't want the money. So, 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 wait, wait. So, so you're giving up? So, wait, wait. 
Does this mean I want the mob? All right. You wanted it. You got it. It's one versus. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. 100! This is an underrated show. Suddenly, Bob Sackett's a game show host. What? I gotta admit, he was a really damn good game show host. He was. And not only that, how about you guys knock me for power of 10? By the way, second power of 10 here. Nah, I don't need that monkey anyway. Already got one for the night. This show also blew a slow early season two. But I mean, think about it. You at least build. You get the, you're approaching the climax. You get a good rhythm. Everything's going. You know what's coming. And then all of a sudden, blam, it's the perfect ending. Yeah. Battle of the Sexes, great episode. Highly encourage you to watch it. Also, Harry brought her to approve of a Gator moment. Well, I mean... Since you did mention things along the lines of, you know, Battle of the Sexes. Sure, why not? Roll the beautiful bean footage. Oh, hey, I know some of these Bob members. Hmm. What the? Was that Ken Jennings? Damn it, did they bring in a ringer? No. Wait, they brought in a millionaire? Kevin Olmsted, Brad Rudder, Ken Jennings. No helps. And you know, stinking lifelines. Helps? Lifelines? What do they think this was? Millionaire? It's not our final answer around here. Hey, this show holds the record for largest number of contestants on a show that survived pilots and made it to air. Man, this was almost a pandemonium, as it were. I mean, technically, it is hey, 101 hey, hey. episodes. One, one Give it to him. You earned it. Take it. More See, this is what... Pandemonium it's, a, it's, a, it's 101 contestants, not to be confused with the 101 Dalmatians. Bob Saget is not Cruella DeVille. Okay. Thank you. Since Harry is in and much like Sunday night football, and much like Sunday night football should have ended, we'll end this in a tie. Two seconds. Two seconds. Two seconds. Two seconds. Hey, it's less than four seconds. 
Why couldn't he have slipped? Why couldn't the load snapper fuck it up? You, you, you know, you could have just opted to not call a timeout. Oh, you know. oh, did you did you see that apparently um Staley calling that timeout is what changed that game ending in a tie? Apparently both of the teams were gonna kneel on the last play until he called that timeout and then the oh. Raiders decided to go for it. Derek Carr said so himself in the postgame interview. He said calling that timeout changed the strategy. We yeah. were gonna have it. Now, why couldn't he get fired for something like that? By the way, thanks to his appearance on this show, Ken Jennings right there in the bottom right of the uh, pause screen here, $714.29 is his share of the mob winnings. Hence, in all of his all-time game show winnings, why that pesky $0.29 cents shows up. This right here. Yeah, but Olmstead apparently was knocked out. He didn't get a share of the mob winnings. Anybody else got mob winnings on here? No. He's the only one. He was the only one. No Olmstead. Out of the no game player. show collective. Yeah. 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 Remember, this is not 100 game show winners. Man, so how how the intro, there was like, they said they had like six Ivy League graduates. That would have been an awesome mob, though. Oh, how I do you mean, get a hundred game show winners easily? You go ahead and look through, you reach out there, right? say, Hey, you were on this particular show, you won. Have a one off tribute to Bob Saget himself. I'd be for it. No, here's how you do it here's how you bring one verse 100 back. It's one versus a hundred former mob members. That is a unanimous seal of approval from Life is Like a Game Show. You don't That's, get those that often. You don't get the touchdown sign from me, buddy. You can't necessarily see it, but now yes. you can because I yes. got the right angle. Yes. Actually, yes. no. I'm. This isn't just the yes. This is hit us hitting a six in cricket. You get the six. You sir. and the cricket. We're, we're gonna have to have a cricket episode of. Like we need a cricket to the, cricket to the max coming soon to the W2M network. Look, if I could get Rancid Randy and Harry on board along with you two, I will gladly offer a crash course on cricket, especially with Major League Cricket coming to the United States this summer of 2023. I'm just saying, folks. So. How does one verse a hundred go? What are we are we supposed to answer that question? I mean, I thought you were just gonna keep talking and not shut up like you normally. This mob will be playing against each other. That's right. One hundred people will play, but only one will win. It's one versus 100, last man standing. The last man standing is a gimmick. Yes. Only one person remains who will take it all. And tonight, we have a very special mob, maybe our smartest mob ever. We have game show winners, Nancy Christie. Kevin Olmstead. Brad Rutter. Ken Jennings. Plus, we have returning mob champions, 
Sister Rose. And Annie Duke. We also have seven rocket scientists. Eleven trivia champs. And six Ivy League graduates. Right now, one of you is going to be down here with me acting as the player. This first person, when she was a model member, answered 35 questions in a row correctly. She is poker superstar Annie Duke. Hell of a Come poker on player, down. too. Suddenly, it's one versus 99. I had no idea, and frankly, I'd rather be in the mob because then you get knocked out anonymously. Right. Yeah, I keep forgetting. Uh, so Duke did uh, do a good job as a mob well, member on this show. And I have a wonderful boyfriend named Joe. And uh, we live I together. Mean, I'm sorry. If so, you were doing it nowadays uh, and you pulled any Duke out, you'd put James Holzhauer in, his, in that empty spot in the mob. Oh, no, no, not just Joe Holzhauer. You wanted to do the special? Bring him back, put all the chasers. <laughs> now yeah, that's you what you do if you pull a trivia champ down. You you cannot not do this show without Mark Lebet. I'm sorry, it's just no. Yeah. Mark Lebet. Well, get the British chasers to come over as well. Just get the whole no. crew of seven over no. here. No, 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 no. Not just the British the chasers, the whole crew of seven. Bring in the Australian ones too. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> and I'm going to ask them all the same question. If anyone misses a question, they're out of the game. We're going to keep asking questions until there's only one person left, and they will win it all, a quarter of a million dollars. Only a quarter of a million. For this, well, for the last man standing, yes. Normal prize was a million. Right, Annie, you ready? Wait, 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 wait. Pause Bob, are you ready? You mean the normal prize was one Million dollars. Brian still disapproves. Well, Sorry, uh, you, you said the magic number. Well, I mean, Anyways, come on. Uh, well, we got to give some props to Dr. Evil around these parts. And yes, he's doctor. He didn't go to six years to evil medical school to be called Mr. Thank you very much. Yeah, I stopped at the master's degree. I didn't go the full way. Anyway, question number one. And it's time for your first question. I know. George Bush's Pennsylvania Avenue address plus Tony Blair's address on Downing Street equals what? Figures it's a math question. 1601, 1610, 1710. Mob, please answer now. Oh, we'll I'm get to when math today. goes wrong. This is so embarrassing because I think I might get the first question. Oh, I locked in our private chat. But yeah, that's how it goes. Contestant yep. gets it right, mob members that get it wrong get knocked out. Process of elimination. <laughs> now, correct, um, correct answer, of course, there 1610, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, number 10 Downing Street. 1610. One of which is going to have a new occupant potentially, the way that things are working out. This is not a political show. 
Well, I didn't even say it had to be the one here, now did I? Everybody knows I follow British politics, too. See, if Harry was here, I'd probably be getting some sort of secret order now. (laughs) Anyways, so what happens if a contestant gets a question wrong? Luckily, we have an example of that. Uh, Dumb contestant syndrome, right, Brian? Uh, what? Dumb contestant syndrome, what? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a dumb contestant. Relax. I mean, it's not like they were talking to someone, a very well-known celebrity in front of a crowd, and they mixed up their production companies on different continents or anything like that. Because, I mean, come on. Who would make that kind of mistake? Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. Who the hell would confuse Endemol and Celador? Like, who the hell does that, right? right? Or Fremantle, even. I mean, I mean, seriously, who seriously. throws a chair? <laughs> Let's go to the videotape. <laughs> Previous question was right. Is she going to walk the money? Take them out. You try to pull a fast one on me, you some bitch. I'm turning right back around on you. So we're one versus forty-four. A prime number is in the title of which movie? Scary Movie Four, Ocean's Eleven, Police Academy Six, City Under Siege. Pause the tape. All right, Mister Non Mathematician of the podcast hosting team i'm trying to do some research here i'm trying to get you to answer a question the prime number is in the title of which movie oceans 11. resume the tape i took number theory in grad school one of my favorite classes you did the undergrad didn't you i did both this is like second grade and i can't remember um same professor for both? Same one I took? Mm-hmm. Twice, I She's think. awesome at that course. Damn right she is. Three plus three is six, but nothing doubled is 11. Um, and I'm going to say I'm going to use the help. <laughs> yeah, on that note. All right. The audience laughed at her and she's like, okay. I'm so there's Hove Mob, which you don't see. You get to, to, get to talk right. to one mob member who got it right, one member who got it wrong. You can ask the mob, which you're about to see, or you can blindly trust the mob, in which case you're automatically locked into the most frequently chosen answer among the entire mob. So asking the mob, we're going to show you two people up there chosen at random. Yeah. One's going to have the right answer. One of them's going to have the wrong answer. And you're going to get to talk to both of them. Okay. Okay. Let's see who they are. All right. Hello, number 34. How are you? Great. And uh, which of these did you choose? B. And why did you do that, sir? Going back, I remember a series just kind of came into my head. And I, I think that's correct. Got it. Thank you for your answer. And I have another person lit up. Uh, number 60, which of these did you choose, sir? I chose A. Why is that? Well, um, the lowest prime number being two. Come on, Blondie. Uh, whoa. Whoa. 
That's the kind of show you got. All right. Now, here's some good news for you. We know for a fact that it's not seed. At least got to be six sitting under seeds. That is ruled out. What would you like to do? Still, it's, I don't know. It's like I'm still confused because four and six seem the same to me. People are screaming right now. No, no, no one's really doing anything. But on the inside, they are. Allow me to mute I, myself I mean, for a like moment. It's 11, you moron! What are you doing? Uh, All right, I forgot. Brian's not on mute. I was about to say, that doesn't quite work, you know. Gosh. A prime number. Okay, yeah, A. Yeah, A. Oh, my God. Two, three, five, seven, eleven. All right, let's see how many mom members survived this one. Scary movie four. Oh. The correct answer is. Oh. Oh my God. Oh. What did I do? What did I do? And there's the rat of the contestants wrong. Mob celebrating. Or some of them. Yeah, and the one guy who was trying giving her shit. You saw him be like, well, damn. How many people are going to split your $50,000? Five men got that wrong. That means 39 guys are splitting $50,000. 39, eh? 50000 divided by 39. They each got 1282 and a nickel. I take that. And they get to stay in the mob. Those that got wrong, they're replaced. Now, that when they definitely the epitome. Battle, the sex is the other way around. That that is the epitome of dumb contestant syndrome. For that we referred to earlier. Again, perfect ending for a show. You have a huge tense moment. Contestant wins the grand prize, and all of a sudden, bam, you're done. Goodbye, good night. Yep. Why am I seeing a lot of research face going on? Making sure there's not another game show that snuck in. Oh! There is some other game show action that snuck in under Bob Saget's career. I did not know this prior to the research. Let's see, find the first one in the list. 2019, he returned to game show hosting. 10 episodes, Nashville Squares. Oh! Country music version, Hollywood Squares, basically. Yeah, it was a one-off wonder. That it was a spin-off of a spin-off. Yo, Doug, I heard you like spin-offs, so we put a spin-off on your spin-off, so we could spin you off while we spin you off. And National Squares was a spin-off of MTV's Hip Hop Squares. 
spinoff of Hollywood. Hollywood is a spinoff of the original Hollywood Squares. Also, three episodes, 2019 till last year. To tell the truth. So, what did he sub in for Anthony Anderson? I don't think he subbed in for Anthony Anderson. I think he was probably a imposter. Or maybe one of the panelists. Or one of the panelists. Yeah. Footnote number 38. Guest stars and air dates guide of To Tell the Truth on epguides.com. Again, non-credible academic source, ladies and gentlemen. Questionably credible. Never been a disciple before, actually. He was on the panel. Yeah, yeah he was on the For panel. For three episodes. Uh, season 4, July 28th of 19, along with Norman Lear, Joel McHale, and Rita Marino. Jesus, Joel McHale. Norman Lear. There's your throwback. I feel like Joel, like 2019, Joel McHale just got, like, just became the game show guy. Card yeah. Sharks, To Tell the Truth, Masked Singer, I Can See Your Voice. Yeah, he was that guy. The speaking of Masked Singer, speaking of Masked Singer, I'm going to beat Mr. Man over here to the punch. Squiggly uh, Monster. I was surprised, but when I saw that, I was like, well, damn, he's got a few pipes. Doesn't always need his guitar. Yeah. Um, season five finale with Brad Garrett, Sherry Shepard, and Nikki Glasser. That was the 3rd of September, 2020. At episode seven of season six, March second of last year, with Nikki Glasser, Lil Rel Howley. They only had uh, three people at time, season instead of four on the panel. Yeah, social distancing. Uh, curse you, pandemic! If I had that board game right now, I'd punch it just like Will Wheaton. I'm not going to disagree with you in that sentiment. So, yeah. I think that's everything. Crap. We so, problem. We got to pad this out. Uh, interesting uh, credits for Bob Saget. Everybody obviously knows him for Full House or America's Funniest Home Videos. Or, or Fuller House, if you have Netflix, Netflix reboot. Fuller House, yeah, I was getting to that. Um, interesting credits for him. He was an uncredited cocaine addict in the 1998 comedy film Half Baked. Yo, hey, come on, man! Really, I suck cock for coke, man. You ever suck cock for marijuana? I'm not gonna ask. Why you know that? No. How many comment. times have I seen that movie? Dear Jesus, people! I was, I, you know, I was, I, no. I, I, <laughs> he 
He hosted Saturday Night Live <laughs> once in 1995. Yeah, he was riding the um, home videos train then. Um, he did. We we talked about one versus one hundred, obviously. Um, he was given a Comedy Central roast in two thousand and eight. I'm gonna have to watch that now. Uh, he did a couple of voices for a Robot Chicken episode. <laughs> Which one? He didn't do Robot um, Chicken. It was called the Unnamed One. Now I'm gonna have to go back. That helps. That helps a lot. No, that no, that's the name. The that's the name of the episode. The unnamed one. I'm gonna go and watch that now. It's like who? It's like the who's on first gimmick for episode titles. Um, he was on one episode of Law and Order SVU, and one episode of Law and Order LA. That Law and Order LA should not have existed. It it was good for what it was, but I mean, really, you could tell with the plot lines and how they were going to do that, it was bound to fail. Since there was a Hollywood Squares reference earlier, I'm going to agree. And I know this, I got some extra facts on Walpert. Wasn't he also on Entourage? Uh, yes, he was for four episodes. Because I remember they mentioned that he was also the voice of a futuristic Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother for the entire run. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. He he was the narrator. Yeah. Those are the notable credits. Um, there's, he's done a lot of stuff. So Jay Walper teamed up Burt Sugarman, Burt Sugarman Productions playing Hugh together. As mentioned before, 72 to 78 as produced The Price is Right, the Alex Trebek Double Dare. But after Hugh went off the air, he got another show that debuted January 3rd, My Old Man's Birthday. 1983, hosted by Pressure Lux host Peter Tamarkin. Because if you wanted to be a host on this show today, forget it. Hitman, yes, Hitman was a Wolper production. Again, another unique quality of show. I I've seen a few episodes of Hitman. I highly encourage. Great show. Flash Forward 87, failed syndication pilot, Trivial Pursuit. Eventually, in 93 and 08, it would actually make it. And again. Mm -hmm. America plays among there as well. And then you had, <laughs> oh, this show. Bob Goen hosted it, too. Speaking of pie in the sky. 65 episodes. January 4th till April 1st of 88. Let's see if you can figure this out. 
New York City suffered a big one of these a couple decades ago that pretty much shut the whole city down. I, I'm not going to say it because I'm already looking at the academic, non-academic source. And I know that would be blackout. Wolpert, unfortunately, if you if you look at his history, had some really unique for the times concepts and ideas for shows that couldn't get past either a season or much less the full season. It took the place of $25,000 Pyramid. 13 weeks later, we got Ray Combs bringing the feud back. So... Uh... Rodeo Drive. I actually remember that show. That was yeah, one of those that's a Wolpert show. Originally, of course it was, was a Wolpert show. Peter Tamarkin hosting. And, Brian, you're going to like this. I already know what's next. He was the executive producer for The New Price is Right with that funky jazz theme. And Doug Davidson. Circle gets the fucking square. Put your goddamn arms down. X gets the square. We'll fight. Also, oh, whoa, whoa. Hey. Rex tonight. Also, I, I, I'm about to you, say, we padded this out you, enough. We can afford four seconds. Oh, my for, God. For, 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 for those of you who are uh, listening with headphones, you may want to turn turn them down. I don't believe this. What? You know, there's a show that's been very tongue-in-cheek, sardonically referred to a few times this podcast, that was heavily covered by one infamous game show reviewer. You ever hear of the show Shopping Spree? That was a Walpert creation. And it's also his most successful game show. I think Hugh was more successful. Nope. But, uh, he also was executive producer on another show two years after that in 1998. Uh, headphone users beware. I'm about to pull up Mr. Espinosa here. Michael Berger! Hosting that I see now. No, 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 Ladies and gentlemen, if I could take a minute to... the man said, fuck producing, I'm going to go be a contestant. Nielsen, shut up for a moment because I think Watkins has to give an actual important network disclaimer. First of all, if I may take a brief interlude, there will be appropriate headphone warnings posted at the time for those of you who do take your podcast orally. And I would also like to issue a personal apology to those faithful listeners and viewers of the kickoff when I did my Justin Tucker tribute after he kicked the game winner against Detroit. I get it now. I am very sorry. You may continue. 
2010 to 2000. Oh, look, anytime. He was a contestant on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Contestant? He wasn't a contestant. He was a consultant, you dumbass. Oh, I can't read. Derp. <laughs> he was a consultant because they had to make some format changes. And this is what I have to deal with on a daily basis, people. You see this right here. Yeah, maybe I should zoom in more when I'm looking at the uh, the source on the other monitor. No. As far as contestantship goes, he was a contestant on the original version of Jeopardy. Yes, Art Fleming Jeopardy. Yes. Where he competed in the Jeopardy Tournament of Champions that year and won, which was an upset win because he defeated the two highest winning contestants in regular Jeopardy play up to that point. I wonder how much he won. No video record exists because of wiping of the day. Boo. But a listing of Jeopardy Grand Champions may be found in the Maxine Fabe, hopefully pronounced that right, 1979 publication TV game shows. Published by Doubleday and Company. Out of Garden City, New York. And I know exactly where that is. Yeah, Double Day. I would have figured in a New York company. Ah, I know exactly where Garden City is. The old man I mentioned earlier taught in the next town over. Now, do we have we have listed some very obscure stuff that he worked on. And we've also listed some higher profile stuff that Mr. Walpart has worked on, like the price is right and match game 98 but if you don't even know about those i guarantee you the next credit that we are about to give to mr wolpert everybody knows one johnny depp classic pirates of the caribbean yeah he was a writer for screenwriter for the pirates of the caribbean series and those of uh, other movie persuasions. You ever watch Father of the Bride Part 2? He made a cameo. Well, not a cameo, but more of a minor role. Still, though, Alzheimer's. Oh, that is not a... By, by, by the way, I, I'm going to just give the both of you fair warning for one second here. Nielsen, if you ever try to one-up me, on a Michael Berger ever again. I'll be twice as loud. Yeah. And you thought, and I know you both of you thought that that was pretty loud as is. I took don't, my headphones don't, off. Don't subjective. Don't subjective. I, I took my headphones off and covered my ears. Don't subjective. Because one thing, Brian, you got to remember, this is the W2M network. Gimmick infringement is an expectation around here. But gimmick infringement has an exclusive. But gimmick infringement also has consequences in certain situations. Don't subject, yeah, don't subject the listeners and viewers to that. Hey, I'd rather take the truth than deal with the consequences. Remember. Sorry, Steelers, you're making it into the playoffs because we just broke the tie. 
Well, I think we're going to call it on a short episode tonight. I um, next week, we'll have something. Uh, unfortunately, due to Harry's personal life being bonkers and 2022 just giving us the middle finger with all of these deaths. Oh, no, they didn't give it. No, 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 no. We're past the middle finger. 2022 is just straight into fisting, okay? And I know, I know. Family show! Look, I know I broke the rule. We don't scare the vanillas around here. I get it, but that was warranted, okay? <coughs> Again, if you're wondering where that came from, also go back and check the archives of the kickoff here on the W2M Network. I have a news desk item. Oh. Jeopardy news. Oh boy. Amy Snyder news. Oh yes, we need it. We do need our weekly. Hey, AD guess what, James Holzhauer? You're now tied for third in consecutive games won. She's still going. And she has joined a very exclusive club. She has now won over one million dollars. Yeah, remember last week when we said that it, all it would take for her was one night, one win, mm -hmm. she'd probably get it. Yeah, one win, yeah. maybe two. She yeah. got it in that one win. Current total, one million, one hundred, one thousand, six hundred. Highest earning female contestant in Jeopardy history. Correct me if I'm wrong. She's only about what? Four, five hundred thousand from Amodio now? Six more? Hey, Amodio, your streak is going down. Yeah, she's within shouting distance of top three in both. Money won and Next consecutive week. shows. You know what I would like to see, gentlemen? I'm going to put. I'm going to. From from my from my lips to the Jeopardy trivia gods. Let her take down Jennings. Oh, really? Explain yourself, son. You got some explaining to do. Wait, wait. Before you do, I've got a hunch. Brian, you want him to be the host for when she breaks his record, don't you? Jeopardy still needs a host, don't they? Yeah. How better to test Jennings? Than to have him hand over his records. I mean, we're talking few months. It would give Bialik off the air, and well, we all know I really. I don't, mean, I, I just don't like Bialik, but I don't like her either. It would be pretty smooth sailing for SPT. I can't because entirely we've argue much, against we've it. We've pretty much also... SPT has basically confirmed without having to say anything 
that they will keep Jennings hosting as long as she's champion. Yeah. If she remains champion for the games played record, I'm not talking about the cash. The cash I have before that. The cash at this rate, yeah. Because 2022 Jeopardy board is not the same as the mid-2000s Jeopardy board. No. The although, values are different. although they've been known to crank up the difficulty with some of these, though. So the games would definitely be more important on that. Yeah, factor. but they're cranking up the difficulty equally for all contestants. But how many episodes in is she now? Like 30? 32. And Jennings is 78, if I remember correctly. 74. He lost on 75. 74. And Emodio is 38. I don't care. And I got to go look up another name now since we're talking about that record. I don't care. uh, Jennings is who I care about. So basically you're talking another 42 shows to tie and 43 to break it. Which is a month and a half, which is... I'm just I will, that, not, not mid January, not so quite a month and a, a half. Month and a half from now, no, not quite a month and a half. If you're Think, talking making preempts for holidays, etc. No, I, I mean even longer than that. If you're talking a full five shows a week, yeah. without preemptions, you're talking two months because that's eight and a half weeks. Five days a week, that's seven. Yeah. They're clear through the end of the season. So that would if basically stays, go through yeah. March. They, he's clear. Yeah, if it's March? Yeah. They if there's no preemptions, the you're talking mid-March. And then you're talking one more record. The one that hasn't been beaten since 1980. 89 games. Tic-tac-toe legend Tom McKee. Still at the top of the mountain. I don't think we see that happening. I don't think anybody will ever know. I think she can take down Jennings. Hey, but if she takes down Jennings, it only it's takes a good 15 shot. more. That's a good shot, sure. Not to mention, now that was 89 games. For McKee. But mm-hmm. think about this. How many of those were ties? 43 opponents, 46 days. You do the math. I rest my I'm case. I'm off the clock. I'm not doing the math. I But I rest my case. So you're Yeah, but I people. mean, here's the thing, right? Here's the way I see this. If she goes all the way and beats Kendall Jennings's record, right? Not only do we get to see how Ken Jennings handles it, both as a person and as a host, it more than likely takes them through the end of the season. If it isn't the end of the season, it's damn close. 
And it's definitely going to be post sweeps. Because when does and, and I guarantee you, Jeopardy will dominate in sweeps because of how high her run will be at that time. Because sweeps is usually what end of February, early March. Oh yeah. At From this then, yeah. current pace with no preemptions, you're talking right around March Madness. Yeah. Mid March. Oh no, March Madness. You know what we have to do for March Madness on this show. This show? Mm-hmm. Eric, we gotta bring some asshole back on the show. Oh no. No, 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 no. Too soon, too soon, too soon. Too soon. No, 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 no. I don't know what's going on, but if if, if he is that vehemently against something, I agree. Did you pay attention to the archives? Did you go back and listen to the audio-only archives of how this show started to begin with? I, I, I listened to like half of it, I'll be honest with you. You know what you two did after us two did on a whiteboard? No, 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 no. See? You no, see? You no, see? No, 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 no. It's two against one, no. And I'm sure Broadhurst will agree with us too. Broadhurst no. survived that shit. Yeah, he was the only one who survived. Although, granted, I have different materials available for use this time around. But no. No. I think we break back gentlemen, Randy for another bracket. Gentlemen, gentlemen, we're getting off topic slightly here. That usually my happens point, around this time in the show. My, my point is I was asked to explain, and I'm explaining. If Ken Jennings remains on, that means he's been on air since when he took over, what, the beginning of November, right? Yeah. If I remember correctly. November, December, thereabouts. Yeah. It was like middle of November, like beginning middle of November. I know that. He will have been on March, that's what, four months? Give or take. Give or take. That's a Mm -hmm. quarter of a year. Yeah. Audiences aren't going to want to go back to another host at that point. No, you're right. He will have gotten... He will effectively have gotten tenure. And Sony will have to make the only honestly logical move that they can make at that point, which is to just give him the damn show. I I, I can see that argument. Now, the thing is, he has the main show. I think they do make one tweak. Don't even give Bialik the specials. Oh, oh, no, I think Bialik is done. Uh, I think, I think someone if, else Jeopardy, to do if, if Jeopardy does anything, right? If it, 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 Assuming that Jennings rolls this till March, Sony Pictures will probably go ahead and say, you know what, we're this close to the end of the season. Let's push it out to the end of the season. And then we'll do a special and find out really – why they kicked that field goal? No, because Aaron Rodgers ain't gonna be playing. I would, I would like to see Aaron Rodgers, yes, but I don't know. Give him the specials. Give him the specials. Yes, 
Kick out Bialik. Give Aaron Rodgers the specials. Done. Everybody wins. Everybody's happy. Speaking of which, let me throw this long pass to you, Eric. I think it's time we get out of here. Yeah, we've stretched this out enough. Unfortunately, it's not going to end in a banana cream pie, but hey, you can't win them all, right? You so, can try sometimes. So next week on the show, um, the Price is Right deep dive has been indefinitely postponed. Uh, if we decide to go through it again at this point, um, because we have internally had discussions on our content through, what did we say, Eric, April? Yes. Now we can We've also been prepped by a lot of news this month. Yeah, but so some of that we can shift around and still maintain that April schedule. We can yeah. go ahead and hammer that out. I mean, we we next week is completely open, right? Is mm-hmm. we're not going to do prices right anymore. So next week is completely open. You want to spin a wheel? No. No. I'll explain why off air, but that's part of that's already been planned for. Oh yes, and of course, okay, explaining off air, but. That off-air discussion could potentially lead to something on air by the time we come back next week in more ways than one. Mm-hmm. But we don't know what we're doing yet next week, folks, but it's uh, definitely not the prices right as originally scheduled. Um, blame people dying. May they rest in peace. So... Eric, you want to take us out of here? Yes. Thank you to those faithful who continue to follow us and watch us live on Facebook. Facebook.com slash W2M Network. Twitter.com. Twitter handles displayed below for those of you on screen. Off screen at W2M Lilags. My personal at Squid Sportshead. I'm going to be live tweeting something. I may have an idea over the next couple of late nights. It's not going to be until after Sunday if things go according to plan. But I will say a very, very major sporting event will be involved. You're going to learn some things. Stay tuned for that. Yours truly, GTN2002 on Twitch, on Twitter. And I'm going to throw you something a little extra this time. If you are a user of Instagram, oh, no, 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 not GTN2002. My name was sniped, and I'm not happy about it. You need to use a GTN2002 and why. And check out my Twitch coming up in a couple of days. You might be seeing some uh, speedrunning tournament action on my end over the next six weeks. I guess it's my turn. Yeah, I guess yep. it's my yeah. turn. Then yeah. I'll circle back and finish everything off, as I do. We're going to go for round two and take our bonus spin on the big wheel and try to get a dollar for $10,000. Or 25,000 in some versions. 
Anyways, uh, I am at the Andesian on Twitter. Uh, keep an eye out. We have the uh, LCS lock-in tournament starting this weekend. Uh, depending on times and how busy I am, uh, I will uh, be attempting to live tweet that. As long as it's not an absolute snorefest, because right now it's possibly shaping up to be an absolute snorefest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also catch me here on W2M Network on League to the Max. Or whatever. Or whatever. There you go, since you finally pointed to me. <laughs> it's, it's Look, it's, I'm trying mirror to get it. effects or mirror. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I'm going to let a cat out of the bag here a little bit early for our... Hey, actually... We're going to put a spit on an old gimmick around here. Hey, Brian. No. That's not even how you do it, first of all. Should I, Brian? I no. Okay. Uh, we're not going to. I don't want to intro it that way. That, that this hosting intro is always in Discord when uh, Harry's not here. And you know what sucks? It's the fact that that was a whole big setup for that one. All right, Eric, please take us out of here. Give this wheel a final spin. I'm going to ask you if it's in the puzzle. Oh five seconds. Valley's worth nothing. Cuts is worth how much? Get <laughs> back on your own screen. I'm calling both games. Oh, I remember the days when you did that to one of my old computers. The W2M network does not condone violence. Unless you're eating popcorn, but that's Ugh. a different story. Ugh. Yes. Okay, so what um, I have over here. Exclusive. You missed. <laughs> oh, hey, look what I also have over here. <laughs> you missed again. Incomplete. Third down. <laughs> I'll convert a third down just like San Diego. I mean, LA, I mean, whoever. Oh, Incomplete. No. Fourth down. Bumble. Recovered bump. <laughs> That's right. They converted fourth downs, not third downs. <laughs> Anyways. Hey, Bills fans. Why are you right? Of course, the end of this show devolves into object tossing. Just remember. Have your bracket builder sprayed and neutered. God damn it, Neil said I'm trying to finish the thing I started before you ruined it. So exclusively for our uh, Life is Like a Game Show listeners, we are working on an official W2Mnet Discord, and it should, if everything goes according to plan, be launching by the end of the month, possibly even sooner. Keep an eye out on our Twitter. That's most likely going to be where the link goes live first. Yes, we've got some things in the works. We've been planning for this in a while. Um, I said that big things were going to be coming for 2022. I didn't mean this. that, but I meant this. So, so, gentlemen, are we all ready to get constantly annoyed by Togi in the Discord chat? Potentially. Okay. Now, granted. Because yeah. we know yeah. that's probably going to happen. 
I mean, yeah, it's already be- enough that he annoys us when we're on Twitch, twitch.tv slash W2Mnet. He thankfully doesn't annoy us when we post our episodes up to YouTube, youtube.com slash W2Mnetwork. And he's not the kind of person who takes his podcast orally. But if you are, we've got you covered. On I love my guests. I love my guests orally. Well, well, then you'll be glad to know that, like the whole Michael Berger flub, we have a cacophony of different noises and things for where you can find us on all your platforms. Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox, Overcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Pods, Apple Pods. If you name it, we are on it. Hey, Eric. Guess what? Spotify is here. I'm stealing the gimmick. That wasn't even the gimmick. Discord is here. Almost. Hey, I tried to subvert that gimmick. You denied me it. How dare you? Because you didn't know how to do it right. So again, have your gimmick subverters. Spade and neuter. And your hate mail to s.gomer at gmail.com. We'll see you next week. And remember, folks... Life Even truly is all- like a game show. <laughs> that gimmick infringement brought to you by the W2M <laughs> Network. <laughs> we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Stop knocking. Gimmick infringement is out of control.